What is up, you guys? Welcome back. We are back with an all new episode of Booty Bear Talks the Podcast. Happy fucking Saturday, you guys. I wonder how's y'all weekend been going so far? It is fucking February. I can't believe it. This is fucking amazing. We're already into the second month of 2022. I hope you guys are getting ready to start working on your goals. We're going to Makes we're gonna break down some barriers, we're gonna break some walls down, we're gonna talk about all your goals together. We're gonna be rocking it out. I am your booty bear host, Raycel Hemingway, and this is another amazing, amazing, interesting episode for tonight on Booty Bear Talks to Podcast. This time we're gonna be talking about colorism. I we probably mentioned it some on the last episode on Booty Bear Talks in season one about racism and also, this one is kind of like with colorism. It's pretty much like a part two of it. So it's like, because colorism and racism are pretty much really similar, very the same thing, but very different. But it's kind of similar to the same thing. So you'll hear us more in the episode on what's been really been going on. Um, I miss you guys. I just hope you guys are doing well. I hope you guys are targeting, working on your goals. If it's something that you really want in your life, this is your opportunity and chance to go after it full out. Don't let no naysayers tell what you can or cannot do. And honey bear, it's your life because you are amazing and you're dope just like me. <laughs> what else can go crazy? Yes, y'all. And also I have a special treat with you guys. You're going to be later in the episode, later on, you get to hear my two amazing other co-hosts. You get to hear my homegirl, Dita Torres, Viva La Dita, Viva La Beauty, the entrepreneur woman herself. She's joined up with the Booty Bear family. And you also get to hear our amazing ambassador, freaking Ricky. Yes, on that's Alessa. You're going to hear him in the podcast. That's right, y'all. He's another new co-host of joining inside the Booty Bear Talks, the podcast. Joining alongside with me, Ashley Entries. We make up a whole brand new team of Booty Bear Talks co-host the podcast team. Yes, they're part of the family. Oh, as you kind of heard from the last episode, yes, I I finally recovered from COVID. I'm really taking it easy. Um, Thank you for all the well wishes, the prayers to all people that hit me up personally. Thank you so much for reaching out. I greatly appreciate you all. Don't worry, I am better. I'm just really taking it easy still because even though I recovered, my body's been feeling a bit, a little wonky a little bit. It still feel more fatigued. That's probably because I, it drained a lot out of me. This damn virus really kicked my ass. So I'm just happy to be speaking with you all. Um, I'm happy to be talking with you guys. You don't know how much you guys mean to me. You don't know how much you, y'all like my booty bear listeners. Y'all listeners, I like my booty bear family. Come on. I love giving y'all all the tea. And you know how this goes all the way around. Yes, yes, yes. You ain't never gonna lie, child. But yes, on this episode, we are definitely, definitely going to be talking about colorism. And it's going to be one of those interesting topics. And you get to hear the difference between colorism and racism. Look, we're going to do a little bat talk on about it. What's going on? A little, you get to hear the difference of what's going on. But also... You get to hear um, hear different examples. You get to hear examples of what we go through at, with jobs, daily life, all that shit. So you just got to really pay tune in and pay attention. You, If it kind of, this kind of relates to you, hey, hit a boy up. You never know. Yes, yes. Shabba-dabba-dabba in a do. And um, also, 
Don't worry. Ashley's still part of the family. My homegirl, she's been doing all right. She came to visit me up in New York the other day. I'm so happy to see her. She's doing amazing. She's doing well. I'm just so happy. Shout out to our Buddha Bear host, Ashley, howling down from Texas. Meow, meow. To the honey dip. Meow, meow, meow. I miss you, homie. But yes. Well, long story short, what about what else I need to get caught up with y'all? Oh, child, I don't know if y'all been here. I've also been watching the news. I was hearing about the two, the two police officers that got um murdered and stuff. So it's just been really, really sad. And they both had their funerals already. So it's like this has been a real sad, rough couple of weeks. Not just for NYPD, for for the rest of the, to all the amazing men and women in blue. I'm sending all my, and the families, I'm sending all my prayers and condolences to them because that's just sad because we lost two young police officers. They were just amazing. They, they, they were babies. They were youngins. And it's like, wow, they just begin like start life and got cut down on the line of duty. So it just really shows you that life is really, really, really too short. And I want you guys to really grab life by the balls. I'm encouraging you to do it because you never know our time is never, time is never, never, tomorrow's never promised. It is really never, ever promised. That's why I learned to really now let go and not hold grudges too much. I just let it go and let it be and keep it pushing. When people treat you funny, you sometimes you got to let it go. You just, you get to watch it from a distance. Don't let it sway you. But yes, on the next wonderful segment of Buddha Bear Talks, the podcast, you get to hear me, Ricky, and Dita. How we can job in right into the episode of Colorism, y'all. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Here we're for our sponsors. Time to motivate, bitches. Meow. What up, you guys? This is Ray here, and I'm here to tell you about the Anchor app. It's the easiest way to make a podcast up to date. To make it break it down for you, it's free. It has a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. It will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and much more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listening ship. And it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. It is time to motivate. What is up, y'all? It is time to motivate. We are back, y'all. I missed y'all so much from the last episode. Yes, I am better. I recovered from COVID. If you guys are just tuned in, welcome to the fucking podcast show, y'all. Blue Bear Talks. It's on and popping. And I'm with my peoples, Dita and Ricky. Yay. Yes, they're my guest co-host, motherfuckers. Well, Dita, y'all know Dita already. I've been trying to invite this chick to this podcast show for over two years. And she's finally now on this wonderful on this day of podcast with us this is amazing the buddha bear team is finally solidified ain't that a blessing y'all introduce you to say hi to the people's all listeners hey hey, hey. 
What's poppin'? What's poppin'? Meow meow. <laughs> live from New York City. Well, live from Harlem. Live from Harlem, yeah. Live from Harlem, y'all. Represent. Yeah. Exactly. And to all my amazing listeners from around the world, what's up? Thank you for always tuning in and showing me the love and support how you always have. All my people in Europe. People in Japan, Tokyo, Russia, Poland, Germany, London, Paris, Switzerland, and even freaking in Africa, the motherland. Mm. What's up, you guys? Thank you for always tuning in. And I cannot forget my beautiful people in South America. I cannot forget you guys. Brazil, I see you. I see all my peoples in the U.S., New York, New York, represent, represent. Yes, all my people from down south, west coast, mid coast, you know, even Canada, bitch. Mm-hmm. We are in live. We're giving you love, realness, and in motivation. In this today's episode, we're going to be talking about colorism. And these wonderful, amazing people are in it. You got to hear the awesomeness, the, the, the opinions, the rawness. This is how I want you to hear their perspectives. So you're going to hear that later in the episode. And yes, these two people mother suckers along with Ashley and Therese. Hey, Ash. Hey, Therese. I miss you all so much. Yes, those are my fams. Those are the Buddha Bear fam. They're all part of the Buddha Bear family podcast. Yes, we are. And if you guys are not following us or in our social media platforms, follow Dita at Viva La Dita or Viva La Beauty. Follow wonderful Ricky at Alyssa, right? Yes. So my, it's that's so Alyssa. One word. Follow me. I follow back. Yes. And then y'all know me. Y'all already know what to do. You can follow me on Ray Evolution 1985 as my personal page. And you can follow Buddha Bear Talks, the podcast on my podcast page on Instagram. And if you are missing the episodes on major streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, freaking iHeartRadio, because those are the part of the platforms I'm on, and CastBox, you can also follow me on www.podpage.com slash Talks. It's my very own webpage where you can stay in tune with all the latest episodes, the tea, and the more of the unique, wonderful changes that are coming. Yes, my little chocolate chips. And here's a beholden surprise. You know Dita and, and Ricky are going to be part of the season three. You do Ooh, know that, right? Spoilers. Just a little bit of the tea. I'm excited. Alongside with me, Ashley and Therese, we are now the team. This wonderful Buddha team is complete. So that's going to be a little spoiler because these two are going to be part of it. They're going to be part of season three Amen. alongside with us. So stay tuned for that and stay tuned for the season finale. I want you guys to have an honest, what topics do you want the season finale episode to be for season two on Buddha Bear Talks? I'm stuck in between the breakup of friendship mm. or something else. It's like, but the breakup of the breaking up of a friendship is kind of speaking out more because it's like have getting a divorce or losing a lover. Yeah. Oh it's yeah. Hard. Oh, it's very hard. And 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 I could it's definitely relate to that. Mm-hmm. I had a heartbreak from a twenty-two year friendship. Oh boy. Guys, give your input. What y'all want me to put? Cause 
after I think one or two episodes, season finale, and we're gonna work on season three. We're gonna take a little itty bitty break. But I will post a little something here and there while we're taking a break. You never know, just stay tuned. But don't don't be sad because we have more tea. And don't worry, Ashley and Trees are still part of the family. We ain't kicking nobody out. This is family. And with these two, it's gonna be the dynamic team complete. And you are gonna get more topics. We're gonna learn to cook and bake more. To all my follow all the followers I'm following. Um Ricky and Dita, this is your chance now. Ask questions. Give all the tea. We're all crazy. You know, I'm nuts and full of cookies. <laughs> but you know how that goes. All right, y'all. We'll be after these wonderful commercial breaks. We're going to jump right into the episode. You know how we do with Booty Bear Conversations. The topic on colorism. Because, mm. bitch, this is an episode you do not want to fucking miss. Mm-hmm. This is the tea. This is something you should all listen to. We all share our honest opinions, and I'm very happy these two share theirs, bitch. You gotta listen. I can't give you too much tea. You just gonna have to tune in to find out. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. And remember, it is time to motivate, and you better give me life at the same damn time. Y'all hear me, damn it. Mm. Love y'all. Be back. It's time for Booty Bear Conversations with your amazing Booty Bear host, Raycel Hemingway. Time to get back with the combos. Tea time! Now, all right, you guys, it is time to motivate. Welcome back to Booty Bear Talks, the podcast season two. We're on the wonderful Booty Bear Conversations about, we're going to talk about colorism, bitch. Because motherfucker... I'm going to hear everybody to listen and give you all the tea. I've even been doing my research. So, you know, I'm not going to be speaking stupid. Mm. Joining alongside with me is my beautiful, amazing, amazing host. Well, guest, actually, guest host, yes. Dita, which you already knew, she's finally here. Hi, guys. I made it. Yes, bitch. <laughs> she's here. And our wonderful, dope handsome teddy bear but with glam and life ricky, ricky! oh god he stuck between both of your names it's yeah. confusing i have so it many got personas. me it got me so damn stuck like a chocolate thunder <laughs> he was preparing on the whole train ride I sure was. I was just listen, natural and raw. That's how it is. Uh huh. See, (laughs) that's why y'all love Booty Bear Talks, the podcast. You got these guys are joining alongside with me. Y'all know Dita. She's the uh, other co host that's been trying to pop up on here. She's been a busy entrepreneur, hairdressing stylist herself. And if you want to get your more of your delicious goodies from my delicious friend Dita, please go to Viva La Beauty on Instagram. Um, and also go on to her personal page, Viva La D, if you want to see all her wonderful goodies, because she's got the Viva La Beauty stuff, the oils, the creams, the do-rags, you fucking name it. New Yorkers, y'all better get on top of this shit and make help this entrepreneur out, all right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, we all support in this podcast for all entrepreneurs, 
And if you want me to share your goodies up on here before we start on this topic on colorism, please set please send me an email on rh3360 at gmail.com. So yes, y'all, we are going to be talking about colorism. Mm. This is something I've been uh, it was this was Ashley's idea, actually because she went through a lot of shit herself. So I was like, it was basically more of the motivational thing behind it. I said, like, you know what? Yeah, let's talk about it. Cause she went through personal stuff, which she'll probably explain later in the episode. And I know you guys went through something very similar. You know, me and Dita, you know, we, we, mm-hmm. we, 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 we worked at the hell hole that we was at before. <laughs> and we seen it firsthand. Yeah. And, now we're gonna, I'm gonna read a little itty bitty article cause it's gonna be like between the difference between racism and colorism. Cause in the last season I was talking about racism and this topic we're gonna talk about colorism mm-hmm. and how it's pretty much very similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very similar. Absolutely. So, and, and the, in this article, it was on Time, on Time Magazine actually. Okay. We're gonna read, I'm gonna probably read a little bit of this. Okay. In the 21st century, as America becomes less white and the, multi- and the multiracial community formed by interracial unions and immigration continues to expand. Color will be even more significant than race in both public and private interactions. Why, they ask? Because a person's skin color is infutable visual fact that is impossible to hide, whereas race is a constructed quasi-scientific classification that is often only visible on a government form. Mm. Pay attention. The fact is our limited official racial categories in the U.S., Black, White, American, Indian, Asian, Native Hawaiian, and Native Hawaiian, are already straining under the weight of our multi-hued, ethnicity-diverse, phenotypically ambiguous population. Oh, did somebody forget about Latinos? Ha! Yeah. A conversation about race is no longer sufficient when our first Black president has a white mother and a golfer, Tiger Woods, is a Colombian. And a white woman named Rachel Dozeal, oops, if I pronounced it wrong, but this is on the article I was reading, feels justified in claiming a black identity without having any African ancestry. Mm-hmm. So there is there's some people that be with, that claiming the blackness mm-hmm. without any any ancestry, African ancestry going on. We see it in Hollywood every day. No, uh-huh. the whole Hollywood culture is built off off of the things that they've made us as non-white people hate about ourselves Mm -hmm. and they take that and they appropriate it and make it fit for them when it suits them Mm -hmm. exactly and they make money off of it and then while we the ones are struggling off the backs of our asses Mm -hmm. struggling more and more just to get noticed as you'll kind of been noticed during the pandemic where shit got even more revealed Right. Into the forefront. Even mm. companies got thrown underneath the bus. Yeah. We saw it on TV. Yeah. And I was just sitting here like, holy shit, there's a revolution about to happen, y'all. Let me ask you a question about that because this is something my friends bring up a lot. What do you think about cancel culture in the aspects of cancellation for? Mm racist people or companies with racist views that people speak up on do you think cancel culture is a thing like it is an actual culture or do you think it is something created to combat 
or protect the people that may have some of these racist idealisms and views? I believe with cancel culture, I believe with the second choice you just said. Okay. Because the reason why I said that, because one, I never heard of this fucking cancel culture shit in my fucking life. Mm. It was never like brought up about. And I've been on social media for a minute. Mm -hmm. And now as I get older and now with all the racism and colorism and stuff is being revealed, Mm -hmm. it's like now everybody wants to put in, now everyone wants to combat it. Right. It wants they're punching walls down. They're like, nah, what the fuck? I said, like, oh, we're speaking, aren't we? Right. Because before the pandemic, it wasn't like that. Yeah. Right. It wasn't like that. It was just all like, stay in your fucking place, stay mm-hmm. in your lane, listen to your boss, or listen to your whatever. Like, and we're or all if, like, God forbid something huge was to happen, it will be an instant cover up, right? Mm-hmm. A payout, something, yeah, where nobody don't want to reveal. Or, like, they'll come up with something else that's like chaotic to forget about what just happened, mm-hmm. you know? They do that a lot, yeah. oh, yeah, but not this time around, motherfuckers, because guess what? You got exposed, yeah. Yeah. everything. This was, in my honest opinion, it was meant, this was supposed, meant to happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. The pandemic revealed everything. Yeah. It just said, okay. God was like, okay. Since everybody was pretending, let's whip the chain. And when when everything happened with George Floyd, mm-hmm. that's where eruptions across the country was going yeah. through. Yeah. From St. Louis, New York. I could, I was laid off at the time. I couldn't join the, the protest and stuff. But it was all over Flatbush, mm-hmm. over my where I lived. It was all over Harlem. Yes, it was yeah. on the west side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the way in Manhattan, I heard. Mm-hmm. It was in yeah, it Midtown as well. Bad. They were really outraged with it. And then when I talk, thought about George, we were thinking about George Floyd and stuff. And then I started getting into the racist stuff. And then I started sharing some of my experience from the last episode on season one. If you ain't caught on with the the last season one episode of racism. Please tune that up now before you clip on this one. Because mm-hmm. this is kind of lo- a little continuation, but with colorism. So it's gonna, it's the same similar shit, but just a continuation behind it. Cause I never got a chance. It was like over a two-hour episode and it has a limit. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I had a lot of my friends help me out to like, so because I don't want to think talk stupid because mm-hmm. this is something very important yeah. where we all go through this together. Yeah, everybody can relate. Mm-hmm. And I want everybody like to really relate and be like, even though I, I joke a little bit about, but this is a serious matter because now we have the next generation coming up watching what we're doing now. God bless the next generation coming up. Cause yo, <laughs> yes. this, There's but what I, else. but yeah. with the new generation, these little new kids, they're speaking out more and more. I don't know what they're doing, but um, they're really different breed compared to what we are now. I, oh yeah, <laughs> I gotta say, I maybe this is problematic, but I maybe it's the old school how I was raised. Mm-hmm. I love that people feel like they can have a voice, mm-hmm. but I think that that becomes dangerous when you are giving a voice to with a group of people and we've seen this throughout history mm-hmm. when you give power to something that is undeveloped and raw it can be 
not so good. Mm -hmm. And I say that because TikTok is a huge thing. A lot of kids, I've learned a lot from TikTok. I love learning shit from TikTok. <laughs> but to be honest, I've also seen just as many things that people say that are facts and they're not facts. So I think it's great, but it's also dangerous. And like you said, it is kind of up to us, especially our generation, mm -hmm. as we are coming into our adulthood and looking back at our lives and when we were that age, for them to hear us and have maybe a better perspective. Because some of these kids, mm -hmm. they got their opinions and they stick into it and really? they don't got all the facts. So, mm -hmm. and you know, you don't, you never want to silence anybody because especially I'm black. So, you know, my people have been silenced and everybody in this room, all of our ancestors have been silenced yeah. with a boot to our throat saying we cannot speak. We have to sit here and take whatever that's, we get. Mm -hmm. Whatever that's given And that us. has changed and it is changing. Thank and the, that is why I say like, they just need to be a little more guided with what they say and value knowledge a little more. And do research more. Do more research. And you know, there's another thing that, that intrigued me. It's just like the second section on the Time Magazine article. It says on the second part, it says, in the meantime, skin color will continue to serve as the most obvious critician in determining how a person will be evaluated and judged. Mm. In this country, because of deeply enriched, entrenched racism, yeah, mm. pay, pay attention. We already know that the dark skin is demonized and the light skin wins the prize. Wow. You heard that, I'm gonna say it again. In this country, because of deeply entrenched racism, we already know how know that the dark skin is demonized and the light skin wins the prize. And that occurs precisely because this country was built on the principles of racism, which we already have known and we've seen. Yeah. We've known this already. So now it's saying, oh, it cannot be overstated that if racism didn't exist, a discussion about varying skin hues would simply be a conversation about aesthetics. But that's not the case, motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. The privileging of light skin over dark is at the root of an ill, of a Ill known as colorism. Yes, bitch. So basically, if you're light skin, you have more opportunities. If you was dark skin, you wasn't afforded, but the limited ability, limited opportunity that was given to you yeah mm -hmm. you had to pretty much taking the scraps of leftovers from all the leftover food that you did not fucking want like you had last night mm -hmm. and you gotta have no choice but to eat that bitch again in other words yeah. just the lamest turning food because i love food too <laughs> but what do you what was that come what that come to y'all mind once after i read that part well in my head to be honest with you it's just telling me that racism and colorism is literally the same thing. It's just another word for it. Mm -hmm. You're still going to be treated somehow, some way. You're based off your color um, and, you know, what you came from. So mm -hmm. it literally just starts from your birth certificate, honestly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if your birth certificate says brown skin and if it says African-American, Latina, whatever... Or it could say anything else, Asian, because, you know, they have the, the hate Asians going right now. Oh, like, yes. It goes for any type of ethnicity. So it's literally the same thing. You really can't be nothing in life unless you have blue eyes and blonde like, hair. Yeah. 
You look like Jesus Christ that they painted. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have Word. to, like, I don't know. It's just not right. You have to really be Casper the Friendly Ghost to be successful in life, and it sucks. Yeah, it really, that's a damn fucking fact. Especially, like, you if you're in the, if you're in the business world, oh, get me started. Because, Listen, I'm right there with you. Because, bitch. We're entrepreneurs, and it's like we're forging this path, like this path mm-hmm. of freedom, creating our own money. We were never taught this in school. It's like we were taught all this other bullshit mm-hmm. about being popular, or you were taught to just to be a work a workaholic slave for the rest of your life without no extra value edu- education. Mm-hmm. Like my little sister just graduated from college with a science degree. She just finished her bachelor's and she's going for her master's, which I'm so proud of my little muff muff. Good for her. Yes. But she, yes, and and she's like, she's 26, I think now. 26, yeah, because I'm she's the youngest, I'm the oldest. So it's like with my little sister doing she's going places. And I'm so fucking proud of my little power powder puff. Mm-hmm. But um th- that degree she's doing, because she's into like science and stuff like that. And it's so it's so amazing because I was into science a little bit too. I was more into like add like planets and shit because I was such a nerd. I love Star Trek. <laughs> I love Star Trek. I'm, I'm such a Star Trek nerd to the day I die. Oh my god! But yeah, Gotta take that one to the grave. <laughs> Hell yeah, warp speed, bitch. Oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, it's like like I was mentioning earlier, getting on topic. It was just um. It's like you were meant to go to school, like what this school taught us. School ain't taught us shit, but like just said to be just a, a workaholic motherfucker until the day you die, until you retire, like sixty something years old, and you got to look back at your life, like oh my god. Yeah, retirement age is like almost close to seventy now. They put it up. Mm-hmm. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. But with a beautiful union, that's a love. A union, motherfuckers, is important. Get a job that has union benefits, people. I will say it is loud and clear. And also believe in multiple incomes. Yeah. Hell yes. 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 Do not not live your life just one check. Yeah, living base, you know, check to check is not okay. (laughs) It's not. I did that and I learned my lesson. And look what I'm doing now in the pandemic. I'm generating another income Mm -hmm. by podcasting because I've been doing a lot of research podcasting has really boomed yeah Yeah. it's really everybody's like been at home and we've all needed different ways to like cope and have some kind of something so it's like yeah a lot of people listen to podcasts now a lot of people have their podcasts and i think it's great i think podcasts have been slept on Mm -hmm. for a very long time very long time and i think it's really a great way to do things like this, you know, like mm-hmm. talk there's about these somebody out there probably in their kitchen right now, like, is somebody feeling the same way I'm feeling right now? Am I the only one? Mm-hmm. And now they could tune in and be like, okay, I'm not bugging. Yeah, <laughs> yeah don't you ain't bugging, bugging sis. Yeah. You're not bugging, fam. You are not bugging at all. Well, you guys will be right back. We'll take a nice little quick little break. But after the break, we'll come right back into our continuation talking about colorism. Because there's more stuff we're going to be revealing. Mm -hmm. We'll be right back after these wonderful messages. Later, y'all. What up, you guys? We're back. Hi, guys. Did you miss us? (laughs) We missed you. Absolutely. 
Yes. Um, before we got our commercial break, we was talking about colorism. And I was giving like reading an article pretty much saying that colorism and racism is nearly the same shit as Dita pre- predicted as always, as she already said. Yeah. It's very similar. And then and we all came to realization like, bitch, it's like if you're dark skin, it's like you're screwed. You have less opportunities, which is whack as fuck. But then, when you're light-skinned, you have all these wonderful opportunities presented to you, and they treat you like you're part of the club, which is really fucked up. So, on this other part of the the last bit piece of article, meow, 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 (laughs) but, um, (laughs) you know, I'm crazy. (laughs) All righty, where did the fuck at? Oh, shit. Where is it? There's another part I wanted to read that kind of Meow, meow, meow. Ah, this hits home. Listen to this, y'all. Suffice it to say, one's health, wealth, and opportunity for success in this country will be impacted by the color of one's skin. Sometimes the irrespective of one's racial background. Even darker-hued white people have different experiences than their lighter-hued Caucasian counterparts. When it comes to access and resources colorism is so deeply ingrained bitch in the fabric of this nation that we're all implicated and infected by its by its presence that is a very fucking true fact and the sad thing is for many people the lessons of color of bias begins in the home Mm. what do you think about that it hit home a little bit or something else it's like, okay, it's like a 50-50 on that. You have to look from different aspects from people who are being raised at home. Mm-hmm. Some people are raised old school based off their great-grandparents to their grandparents. So you don't know mm-hmm. if there's racism being there towards white people, Hispanic people, even people of their own kind. Um, when I was a young kid, I remember my mom had a friend who was African-American and he refused to be around other African-Americans. He was very like, mm. like racist towards them. And it was so weird. Cause it's like, you guys are the same skin color. You're the same race. Yeah. I come from the same place. I I'd never understood that. He would always affiliate himself around the Hispanic people or like he had a couple of Caucasian friends. It was weird. Mm-hmm. So it depends. Like, where your generation came from. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. I, I mean, agree. I grew up... I grew up uh, very unusual. Well, maybe not that unusual. Mm-hmm. Where I was taught that color... Not to see color. Which... I was also taught history. Like, real Black history. And, like, what is, what things are. Um not really in school and i've gotten a really great education shout out to my parents hey guys if you ever listen to this um but i i've had issues more with the black community not accepting me mm-hmm. and being very easily gliding along with white people and white community like i went to a school in new jersey 
and it was predominantly white people. You could count on one finger the amount of black kids at that time were there, and we all knew each other, and we all spoke to each other because, you know, that was, we were the only ones. You know, mm-hmm. our teachers, we only had maybe like one or two black teachers. Like, and you know, that's not to like say anything, but I grew up very different. So then when I started making or trying to make friends with more people who look like me, because I'm coming at you think, you know, being like, I'm I understand that I'm not white. I know I'm not white, but mm-hmm. I am educated. And the way I'm speaking to you is the way that I was taught how to speak. I don't believe that um, there is a black or white way to speak. And I have been told by both sides that I talk white and that's problematic because now you're saying you're undermining my education. And that's the kind of racism that I faced that I didn't realize till I was much older that was a form, maybe not of racism, but an ignorance that is dangerous mm-hmm. because that is something that is on both sides. And it's like, you, you're you damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. I Facts. have never considered myself light-skinned and I never understood, no, like honestly, like this just happened, you know? Mm-hmm. I, nobody, I've had the privilege, but nobody's ever said that to my face, so. I've always just been like, I'm, I'm black. Me. <laughs> and then Dita, you know, we were talking and then she was like, you're light skinned. And I was like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. I asked everybody, everybody like, said. black man who has white people privilege. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that is, that's so true. and that is a shout out to my parents because that's what my parents have to some extent. And because of the education that they've afforded me and the way they've raised me, I have that too. And it, makes it difficult and you're seen a certain way sometimes when you have these things and that we were talking about earlier that Mm -hmm. we all have access to but we choose not to not that we want to play the victim but it's a lot easier to be in a situation and cry out for help and get the help that is given to you and then complain that you're not where you want to be. Racism still 100% exists. There is no denying that fact. Every day we deal with it. Yeah, it's little micro, it's not not Mm. as big as a thing as being called an N-word or treated poorly. It's little Mm. microaggressions, little Mm -hmm. comments that are said that it um, generalizes all of us. I had a coworker, Two coworkers had an argument. One of them was of African-American and the other one was white. And one of the supervisors later when we were talking about it, she was like, oh, um, it was like an episode of Jerry Springer. And I was like kind of taken aback because I was like, I don't. And that's nothing against Jerry Springer. Use, like... I never grew up watching Jerry Springer. I know my some of my friends do, but like I don't watch that. And that's a perfect example of like, it it's a comment that wasn't malicious but more an ignorance and Mm -hmm. i saw it in her face she knew she knew better but Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna say anything at a workplace and it's not because i feel like i can't say anything but it's because i know and i know that she knows so i don't need to address that 
because she's aware of what she said and i cut it very short after that so mm-hmm. i i i've i don't know i don't necessarily think the black community can necessarily be racist because racism is oppressing you know a group i mean we all know i don't have to give the textbook but it's like mm-hmm. it's more of an ignorance because in our community too there are a lot of things that how to be black and what being black is and different things in there so it's like we're all we're all different you know what i mean like i now understand the privilege i've had that has been given to me but we live in a time look kids have opinions now and they go on the internet and they say them and then talk shows talk about it yeah Mm -hmm. daily too and I also want to agree and go back to what you said too. Like even though the question is pertained towards home, but it takes a part in your life because in your kid like generation of growing, it starts off at home and then at school. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then when you become in your adulthood, it's at home and then it's at work. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, it tra- yeah, it transcends. So yeah. So I definitely agree. Like it's not only just at home and how you're raised, but it's school too. Yeah. Because some teachers are are just as ignorant as, t- uh, as the kids are. Yeah. You yeah. hear that, y'all? My, listen. Repeat my that one more time yo. for the people. Teachers. Some of them can be just as ignorant as the kids can be when it comes down to Listen, racism and colorism. My my last name is Brown, and I had a teacher make a joke about my last name when I first was in the class, and she said, and I quote this, she said it just like this, um, my full name is Ricardo Brown, so she said Ricardo Brown, and as she's looking around, she goes, oh, he must be Brown then. And then when I raised my hand, she was laughing like it was funny and it was so awkward. Oh and I was so young at the time. I, It was one of those situations where you like feel powerless. Like I didn't understand at the time, the you know, but the, the joke, fact that like, I, I'm way yeah. older now and I still remember that. And it's like, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going <laughs> oh, to lie though. Like I had a falling out with her because I'm slightly more intelligent than her. And I was a pubescent one, so. But, you know, that always sticks with me and that, like, I always remember that, you know, there was a time when I was like, oh, I've never experienced racism. And then I had to really think about it. And I'm like, you definitely did. Just, it was in a way that was wrapped in a nice little bow, like a present, you know? I don't think I experienced, like, racism until, like, was it 2018? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, no, yeah, I want to say prop, yeah, 2018. Um, I left Predamon J, <laughs> and um, in the midst of me getting my old job back, I was working at a Hispanic salon. It was a Dominican salon, mm-hmm. and um, to this day, like I look back on it, I'm a great hairstylist. They were sending all the clients to me for coloring and everything else that came behind it. And they let me go, I feel personally, because their excuse wasn't good enough for me. And it everything clicked to me. They let me go because I am Hispanic, but I do not understand or speak Spanish. And I was working in a Dominican hair salon. So they let me go because I can't communicate back to the owner of the salon, plus the clients that walk in. 
Wow. Yeah. That's something. That, wow, that is something. That just kind of clicked like a bunch of cookie monsters. So, like, racism and colorism doesn't only go based for white and black. It goes Mm -hmm. based on everyone else. And it could be the same race on top of each other. Oh, yes. It's disgusting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's very disgusting. And to piggyback on that, it leads to this next part of this last article. Yes. It says on this third part on the Time magazine on the Time magazine it's on the website. If you go on time.com and put in colors in America, it says all this shit. Mm-hmm. And all the stuff that we're talking about in the podcast now, you will be like, holy shit. Yeah. Well, let me read a little part of it. It says, but black Americans are not the only obsessed with how light or dark, light or dark a, a person's skin color is. Colorism is a societal ill that mm. felt in many places all around the world, including Latin America, mm-hmm. East and Southeast Asia, the Caribbean, and Africa, and also here in the U.S. Because we are such a diverse population with citizens hailing from all corners of the earth. Mm-hmm. Our brand of colorism is both homegrown and imported. And it makes no damn sense White Americans are just as colorist as their brown brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Let's say that one more time, motherfuckers. Or my Buddha Bear listeners. I keep saying motherfuckers, but goddamn. Because <laughs> people got to really listen to this. Let's do this one more time. And it is, and it's no mistake, I repeat, white Americans are just as colorist as their brown brothers and sisters. And that's a true fact. They let that sink in your brain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let it sink in very hard. L- read this article. It will kind of change your trajectory of things about life. Because I went through similar stuff at work too. Me and Dita worked at Pret. And this when we was working together, I've even noticed how it's like, this is when I was back in my barista days and I would, ne- I just fell back and, and I would never forget this. I think when people were moving up at the time, cause Pret was really growing. Mm-hmm. Pret's a dope ass company, but there was some flaws. There was just some shady people there who made the company trash. <laughs> yeah. Putting it like that. Cause Pret is not a bad ass job at all. It was the most fun I've ever had. We would have company parties. We would have bonuses. Mm-hmm. And we worked our little hineys off. We worked, our, me and Dita, we worked our hineys off. Yeah. And you know when it comes to me and Dita, like, when it comes to customer service, we do not play. We treat all our clientele like if there was an extended, if they've been with us, like, consistently throughout the years, we treat them like family. Because mm-hmm. we would sometimes give them coffee and stuff. But I will never forget. I think, I think I think I was in the I was at 40th in Park at the time, and mm-hmm. I came to the realization that I had a gut feeling that I couldn't move up because not just because of my bubbly personality, but I thought it was probably the this color of my skin, or probably because I wasn't Spanish. Mm. Yeah, we had a lot of Hispanics in our store until mm-hmm. we had our manager. He was Asian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His, I think his name was Phil. Phil. He Phil was the dope. He was one of the dopest managers. Mm-hmm. Besides Jeff, Jeff, that was that was the homie. Yeah. He was the homie for real. Shout out to them too. 
And it was just like, I came to the realization if you was, I noticed if you wasn't Spanish, no, no disrespect. Because I love all my mamacitas and papi chulos. <laughs> Honey, I have, I even have crushes on Dominicans and my Puerto Ricans and my meow meows and Ecuadorians. But um, it felt like if you're Hispanic, you got more ahead in the company. Yeah. And if you wasn't, you got to work a hundred times more harder than what it is. This may be just my personal opinion. This, I don't know whether I have to agree with this, but I felt like as hard as we worked, we we should have got recognized for something. I mean, even though I got recognized, because I had a Tiffany star. If y'all didn't understand that time, a Tiffany star being awarded at that company is like a big, it's a huge deal. It's a huge deal. Yeah. And I was awarded, if you remembered, mm-hmm. I was awarded because I came into work early doing my normal day as always and i will never forget i think i was called to the head office and he was always requested at other shops that needed backup backup baristas yeah. mm-hmm. i remember yeah i used to help all my people out in the midtown area that's when our job was like popping we had company parties every year we had two a year no, i definitely agree with that what you're saying because i only worked at Fred and for like one year mm-hmm. and in that one year i saw myself moving up real fast because that's when you started training me to become a barista and i had to go take the test mm-hmm. and in the midst of that everybody who was kitchen staff they were like moving up so fast to hot yes staff. And to assistant manager, people there were already moving into other shops, about to become manager. It was so much going on. I was like, "Whoa, Mm -mm. what?" Uh Yeah, and they they were all Hispanic, and like it was that was crazy. It was really crazy. And then I I think I think one of our boys, um, not gonna mention his name, but one of our homeboys that worked with us, he was. He was about to be team leader, but he was he wanted to be assistant manager. Mm-hmm. And I think when I left, one of my peoples gave me the tea. Was like, yo, they didn't make him assistant manager. Oh my god! I was yeah. like, wait, what? And he was one of the hardest working motherfuckers on there. I would never forget it. I was like, wow, when the team, when his co-worker, he treat all the co-workers with respect, equal, and everything. He, chocolate, power, and all, dark skin, <laughs> full. He kept, he gave us jokes and everything. But long story short, I don't know if he's assistant manager now, but he, they didn't move him up like how they did what everybody else was. And I was just like, that's when I came to the realization. I was like, yeah, retail really isn't for me mm-hmm. it's like no matter what you do like if you're brown skin dark skin light skin whatever mm-hmm. you still gonna you're still gonna be treated like you're less than i went through that in high school in north carolina i dealt with racism and colorism bitch and you know what makes it worse too in this generation everybody has their own clique and yep. they don't they don't like to be different so Let's say, for example, you're Hispanic and I was just one-minded, you know? Mm-hmm. I would just want to be around you because you're Hispanic. I wouldn't want to try to talk to Ricky because he's African-American. Mm-hmm. In my head, he wouldn't understand where I'm coming from because I'm a Spanish woman. And that's the issue. Like, I truly feel like as a society, we cannot move on until that is acknowledged. We as a community keep saying, why aren't we accepted? Why don't we have this? You can't why are we moving so slow? We can't accept each, each other. other. 
And it doesn't matter. There was a time, I won't speak on now, but there was a time where it didn't matter what you were. If you were not white, you were nobody. Mm -hmm. You were barely considered a living thing, okay? Mm -hmm. We, whether you are Asian, whether you are Spain, Spanish, whatever, Guatemalan, anything, Ecuadorian, if you were not white, you were not accepted. I'm not saying that's how it is now, but yeah. there are people out there think like who that. think like that. Mm-hmm. And the reason why these group of people who think like this, we feel like they still have so much power over us is because we are fighting amongst each other mm-hmm. for scraps. Mm-hmm. And if we don't learn to come together and learn to accept each other's differences, mm-hmm. how do you think the higher government is going to look at us? They're looking at us like, oh, let's take their voting rights away. If you haven't been paying very close attention to the news, start paying close attention to Not it. Not even. They're just, they're laughing at us because this is what they wanted anyways. They were giving in. Like, mm-hmm. They want us to really fight really each other. They're really taking us for a joke. We're doing the job for the government. For example, they want to depopulize, right? We're taking each other out. We're not looking at the bigger picture, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, I'm going to fight my neighbor because they got something I can't afford right now. Well, let me just shoot or them in the I'm, head. Yeah, or I'm going to fight my neighbor because we got into a little altercation. We don't know how to communicate, apparently. You know, like, we're going to be the death of each other. If we don't stop and figure it out, because this is now the time. While we're in the middle of this pandemic, now is the time to really now put set aside all your differences we are all different. I don't care if you white, black, Jamaican, Puerto Rican, up, down, popsicle, upside down, cake, cheese, cake, peanut butter, pie. I don't give a fuck. This is now the time mm-hmm. yeah. to really come together because the government's looking at us as a joker. I was, my mother's been saying it. And I've been saying it on this podcast for a minute. You guys have not been listening. They're looking at us as a joke. Take the January 6th inception, for example. Mm. If that ain't a sign for y'all to wake the fuck up because these little shun of a fur balls of practice do what the fuck they want, saying, This is America. <laughs> yeah. We got USA. Yeah, when Trump was on, yeah. When Trump was running fucking office, you saw how that shit went down, right? Mm. Mm, now these motherfuckers getting the boot. They're going to president. Don't drop the soap, bitch. But other than that, Pay attention, you guys. This is your chance. This is a time where we can now come together. I told you I'm here to break some barriers, and that is what I'm going to do. I don't care if y'all don't even want to even hear me out. I'm giving you all I'm doing is giving you facts, and I'm doing my research. No, we're giving y'all the tea, and y'all you need know to what's, run with this information. You know, it's so funny that you guys are saying this when I was asked to be a part of this um today. That day, um, I think her name is Ellen Pompano, you know, she's uh, Grey's Anatomy. She's Mm -hmm. a big ally for Black Lives Matter and equality. And there was an interview, I don't know how old it was, but she said something that was just so great to hear as somebody who's not white. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't want to paraphrase and I don't want to get anything wrong that she said because it was so powerful, but... Um, she was basically saying that she walked on a set and she did not see any diversity. And she went to the director and she said, next time I walk in here, 
I would like to see this place the way I see the world and how the world is. And she, you know, was saying that as a white woman, it was her duty every time she walked in the room to say things like that, to stand up because that is the part of the issue. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was so great to hear that. And I just want people to understand that we talk about racism a lot, but it's not to put white people as a whole down. Mm-hmm. We are talking about, it just happens to be, there's a lot of them, but we are talking about the white people who display these types of microaggressions or flat out aggressions mm-hmm. towards minorities. And it's not, yes, Black Lives Matter, but it's not just about Black lives too. And I know that's a controversial thing to say. Mm-hmm. A lot of people got heat for that. But to explain that a little bit is to say that we are not the only group of people who have been oppressed throughout history by white people. And there's other races too because Ev- anything. Uh, what's this chick? Uh, Biden's assistant. Mm-hmm. Look at her. Look at her um, race, what she is right now. And she's so racist to African Americans and Hispanics. They faked that whole thing just to get elected. Mm-hmm. They have like something really in store for us right now. They don't fuck with us. They don't. They are not our friends. It's and it's our own race. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is she? I think she's Hispanic, if I'm not mistaken. I don't mistaken. know. Ooh. But I'm just I just wanted Ooh. to clarify that because I don't want anybody, you know, giving any hate to this positivity. We're just trying to represent the community and shed light. And we're just giving examples so you guys can see, like, it's just act on act on everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I want you guys to really pay attention to what's really going on because yes. the government really doesn't want y'all to see what's really going on. Yes. This is your. This is our chance to break through together as a unit. It's great that we live in the. We are. We have been in the age of information for quite a while. And I think it's great that now we have these platforms like this one that I'm so happy to be a part of now, um, that we have the chance to sit and, you know, we are all sitting here and we are different shades, you know? So we are representing our experiences because we're not all as black people, we don't have the same type of racial experiences. And it is true as that article said that the darker you are, the more blatant it is. Mm-hmm. And that is not just here in America, it is everywhere in, in other, other countries and other cultures. Unless to it's be, the one you came from. To be light skinned that... is to be sought after. And you know, I've even noticed that when I have my regular hair. A lot of people like it, but when I dye my hair a lighter color, at, or like right now my hair is white, I get a lot of attention. And I'm not saying anything. I'm not being shady or leading to anything. Mm-hmm. I'm saying what exactly what I'm saying. I get attention from a lot of white people and light-skinned people versus when my hair is darker and I have more of my natural features. Because they see a caramel man. A caramel male with platinum blonde hair. And also Mm -hmm. to say that, and I don't want to get into it because that's not the topic, but this is related to this, that as a gay man, I have, by other races, not just white, been 
sought after as a fetish. I've been fetishized for my features and my complexions and my privilege or whatever it is that people see mm. about me. And that is something that is very true too. So I just want to like, you know, represent a little bit because I feel like it has to be said that this goes on in every community, whether you were gay, straight, lesbian, bi, transsexual, whatever you identify as, whoever you are, whatever your nationality is, it happens. And it's unfortunate and it does need to be recognized because the only way it can stop is to acknowledge that it's a thing and it's not my fault. And I, as I feel for women as well, I can dress however I want and it doesn't mean I want anything from anybody. Mm -hmm. And I don't just say that as a gay man, I say that as a black man as well, because I have been treated certain ways um, in terms of that are very demeaning. And that is a part of racism as well. Mm-hmm. So you you got to really like look at your lives. It can happen in many different aspects and it's not always obvious. And, you know, if you question it, you should really think about it because maybe it's not, but maybe it is. And maybe you need to address it. And it's something that you need to do for yourself to move on, to be in a safer environment and have a safer relationship or that it be friends or a lover or whatever. I think colorism should be on some woke shit in the sense of you reflecting on the type of person you are. Like, you have to ask yourself, why am I acting like this Thank you. towards other people? Accountability. Like, is this some? Is this me or is this something somebody raised me to be? You Absolutely. Know? Exactly. Absolutely. And, and some like- people have habits that they they've been born with and nobody ever told them, hey, that's not okay. That's wrong. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then, like for another example, it's like where I where I was working at. It's like I notice how I'm very observant. Mm. One thing about me when I'm working in a vicinity, I'm the most observant. I pay very close attention. Sometimes I just like to be quiet and see exactly what's going on in my environment. Yeah, like you really can't like speak to us like in a group because it's like this we're all very different Mm -hmm. like you got to get out your head for one second start really thinking like let's use our common sense because people kept saying common sense ain't common anymore it's not and it really is that's a true ass saying this is just me wait using my common sense how i reacted earlier as you all hey you guys you guys are listening or joining and i'm still doing the podcast with the bear talks um, with my beautiful guest co-hosts, Dita and wonderful Ricky. <laughs> Meow. Yes, but like we're saying, we're talking about colorism, the difference between racism and colorism. We're just giving you guys prime examples. I'm over here giving, not just, we're just not, we're just giving you some examples, what we're going through in our real personal lives, just a snippet of it. And also, I want you to sit back and think while we're talking to you, like, hey, are we, Hey, I'm going through the same shit you're going through. I'm going through this. I'm going through that way. So it's like, so it's like you got to really now sit back into perspective and take responsibility and take accountability, like Ricky was saying, and break through mm-hmm. and take, grab life by the balls, bitch. Truly. Grab it. Grab a long haul. GLaDOS enchiladas. I mean, I want you to really grab the bullshit life, your life by the balls. Yeah. 
and have the guts to say, fuck that shit. No, no is no. My mother used to tell me, learn to say the word no. It's going to be still so empowering. And it feels empowering. I say no now. Everybody don't like me. I don't give a fuck. You don't pay my rent. You don't pay my bills. <laughs> yeah, it's... We just... We need to realize our own potential and power. And we're not getting it from our own communities. And that's what makes it difficult. But that's not an excuse anymore. Mm-hmm. We can empower ourselves. Yes, we need other people to help lift us, lift us up. But we can't rely on other people to change us and make us better people. Also... Kids don't do that either. Stop having kids to fix their marriages, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Get it together, y'all. Get it together. See, that's us giving you guys encouragement and what we want you guys to... I want you to take heed and take listen of all of this because at the end of the day... And at the end of this... At the end of result of this whole episode of the podcast, this is where, you know, the government don't give a fuck about you. Mm-hmm. It's time to cut the whole bullshit with the like skin colorists and all this other shit. Racism, alcohol colorists is just another damn shun out. It's bullshit. another term for racism. Colorism is another, racism. Yeah. It's racism. It's racism. It's, it's the, the same, same shit. shit. It's like literally potato, potato. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, exactly. Like how you Dina can, said you it. Cannot, you can't keep trying to butter up this thing to make people feel better about themselves. This yeah. is some real shit. This is. If you're not into realism, then tune the fuck out. I don't know what else to tell you. I can't change your mind. You're stubborn as fuck. You're not going to get stuck in your ways. in life. Yeah, you're stuck in your ways. You're not going to get anywhere in life. I'm so sorry you're raised like that. Mm-hmm. But you need to be open-minded. It's 2022. Like, everything is going downhill. You have to give yourself as an adult curfew now just to make sure your ass is safe home. Yeah. Like, literally, you got to be home before the streetlights come on. That shit is crazy. Yeah, my mother was just talking about that. Like, you know, we all go to work. We all live in we live it's in New York black City. On black crime, his, Hispanics, Hispanic because the, they all K2'd up or drugged up off of heroin. The Tecatos, like, it's all mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. All of them, and no one ain't paying close, no close attention to that shit. Pay attention, you guys. And there's not enough cops around. Why? Because they're probably somewhere downtown trying to make sure the higher power is protected. Yeah, on that type they're of shit. Protecting their See assets. how fast cops respond to our type compared to the higher power, power. Po- higher privilege. There's there's low class, middle class, and high class, class. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like so far the middle class is about to be eradicated. It's just going to be plain poor or let's, high class. Let's yes. be honest. True middle class is like the entry point of high class because things have inflated so much. If you could afford middle class, there's there's already no such thing as middle class. If you're middle class, you're entry level high end. Like, you've got privilege as fuck, and you need to, like, check that shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like my mother always said, there will be the have and the have-nots. Mm-hmm. My mother's been saying it for years. At first, I didn't understand what the fuck she was talking about. Now, what's going on, I understand that shit. Yeah. It's literally the have or the have-nots. The, ha- the people that will have will have, and the people that will have not will have not absolutely not a goddamn thing. And that is as nice and simple and real as it's going to get. So it's up to us to wake up and break through together. Now is the time. Now is the absolute time to do this. Now is the time. 
All right. That is all the time we got for today on Buddha Bear Talks, the podcast on colorism topic. And now we're going to sit around here. We're going to our next segment. We're going to be talking about with Ashley on her certain experiences with colorism. We'll be right back right after these messages. Remember, it is time to motivate and break through and break through all that bullshit along with it. Mm-hmm. What up, what up? We back, y'all. I'm here. We're going to, I want to sit here and thank all of my listeners and thank my amazing guest co-hosts, Dita and Ricky, for tuning in for Buddha Bear Talks, the podcast about colorism. I hope you guys learned a little something, something on this episode today. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you hear all the tea. I hope it gets you to open up your mind. And I hope it kind of just does your own human revolution so it can help you really think about things, how the way the world is right now. So I want to thank you guys for always tuning in and listening because, you know, we all got to have our own mind and speaking our opinions and stuff. And, hey, we're this is what we're here to do. We're here to change the world one day at a time. And give you all the tea and love and snuggles at the same damn time. So I'm here to share a little bit of encouragement with you all. It's to my friends from one of my favorite, favorite guidances from Mr. Daisaku Ikeda. As you all know, he's one of, he's the founding president of the Sokogakai International. And like I mentioned in every episode, if you want to learn more about Buddhism and about all the good encouragement that we be sharing up on here on living Buddhism and stuff like that, go to www.sgiusa.org for more information so you can get all the tea and you get to learn more about Nam Myoho Renge-kyo and about this amazing Buddhism that can really change your life and change the trajectory wherever you feel lost, whatever. This practice is for you. You don't have to take my word for it. Go do the research. Check it out. So now, let's get on right into the encouragement. It says for February 5th, 2022. It's Encouragement Week. Let's listen well to the views of each member and help them manifest their inner power and strengths. Let's cheerfully play out a joy-filled drama and expand happiness for oneself and others. Hmm. I hope this give you a little bit of encouragement to help you do your human revolution at the same time while we keeping it real. Yes, y'all. I just want to make sure you guys are all good. Um, as I always say in every episode, you are the writer of your own lives. You all have different unique flavors. You are that unique sauce. Everyone is very different. People are not always going to like you. People reject the people reject things being different anyway. So now we got to learn to open up that mind. So let's open up our minds. Let's accept each other for who we are and not judge anybody else for who they are because you don't know what journeys they have been on. And you'd be quite surprised. Get to know people because you might be going through the same similar thing what they're going through. So never judge a book by its cover, people. That's what I always have to say about it. All right. Because you know how we all got to do this. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Please be safe. Wear those masks. And let's all win together and break through this dumb bullshit of COVID. Please stay safe. Love you all. And always remember, like I say in every episode, it's time to motivate y'all. Love you. Until the next episode, peace out, my family. And roar.